And we are back. Mike Sternrich, DangerPlay.com, Gorilla Mindset, my documentary on free speech, our documentary that we crowdfunded is out. But let's not talk about that. Let's talk about labels, identities. Not really sure what we're going to call this podcast. This would be like one of those old school podcasts where I would just talk and then together we would figure out what we were talking about. Does that sound good? I hope so. All right, let's put a few concepts together. I had an interesting conversation with Scott Adams of Dilbert fame. Scott Adams was in my documentary, not mine, it's ours because we did it together, was in our documentary on free speech. And after that, we just had a talk about mindset and I interviewed him and uploaded that to the YouTube and the podcast. And I go, how do you define yourself? And he said, it's a great question. I define myself as an entrepreneur because by defining myself as an entrepreneur, it doesn't limit me. Think about that for a minute. Scott Adams has done Dilbert. A lot of people would say, well, he's a world-famous cartoonist. But if you're only a cartoonist, then you're not really thinking about how to monetize being a cartoonist or how to make it as a cartoonist or how to make it in the business of cartooning, which, as you know, Dilbert did through licensing deals and all sorts of things that are covered in Scott Adams' wonderful book, How to Fail at Nearly Almost Everything in Life and Still One Big. I thought, I thought a lot about that because... I didn't use those terminologies to define my identity. Adams is really big into what is your identity. I'm more into what is your mindset. But ever since that conversation, I kind of see where mindset and identity are the same. Here's what I mean by that. I'm a above-average intelligent guy, maybe brilliant, not a genius, but I'm not uniquely talented. I've never viewed myself as being talented. If you said, Mike, you're talented, I would say, actually, no, my genetics were not that good. I had to learn everything. Skills acquisition. That is what my mindset is based on, learning. I believe sincerely that if everybody listens to these podcasts and applies the principles in these podcasts and the principles in Gorilla Mindset – and the principles in people like Scott Adams' books, James Altucher's books, all those books I recommend, I believe that you'll succeed. I honestly, really, 100% do. And the only people who don't succeed, I figured out, they have a different definition, a different mindset, a different identity, which sounds counterintuitive when I say it. People who have an identity based around being talented tend to fail. I'll say that again. People whose identity is based around talented tend to fail. And I noticed that just in my own life. People who say, oh my God, I'm a genius. Well, why, you know, why haven't you made it then, right? If you're a genius, why haven't you made it big? Oh, well, people just don't understand me. What are there, 7 billion people in the world were on the internet? What, 1.5 billion people in the world speak English and are on the internet every day, but somehow you're not able to reach these people? You're not, you know, you're not a genius is what I always think when people say things like that. No, you're, you're really not. If you actually did the math of how many people in the world speak English, you would immediately know that it isn't your genius that is the problem, right? You're not better than everyone else. And I've never really thought of myself as being some kind of, you know, I'm just a genius. Nobody understands me. I just figure if I work hard... I build the skills, I take enough chances, eventually I'll hit it big, and then I have hit it big. Life is a little bit of luck and a little bit of skill, 
I cover that in an earlier podcast. Well, your identity can be based on, well, I'm a talented individual. If that's how you define your identity, then your mindset isn't going to be based around growth and growing. So I'd had these thoughts, of course, for years, and a lot of it came together when I was reading books and listening to audiobooks on child rearing and how you can raise your kid to be successful in the research. And, you know, a lot of the social science research is kind of bogus. I don't know how much of it I trust. This, though, is consistent with what I've observed. You never want to tell your kid, hey, you're really smart. Hey, you're really good looking. Because those are fixed traits. You're now defining your child's identity and thus changing the child's mindset by focusing on a fixed trait. Hey, you're really talented. Well, if you tell a kid you're really talented and they're not succeeding, they're immediately going to be frustrated. It's going to cause an identity crisis. Think about that. The identity crisis happens when what you believe about yourself is in conflict with what the world tells you about yourself. And when you have an identity crisis, cognitive dissonance triggers in, and then you rationalize your failures rather than overcome your failures. See how, see how this stuff comes together? All this persuasion stuff I've talked about for years, it all comes together. It's all coming together for you. That's why you're having so many aha moments, why you're understanding so many things now that you never really understood. And that's why I talked about the election, because it just gave us all a chance to apply these mindset principles to something very focal in our lives. You don't want to tell your kids, hey, you're talented. Hey, you're smart. Hey, you're really good looking. Hey, you're handsome. Hey, you're genetically gifted. Hey, no, you don't want to tell them that because again, we're all in life. No matter who you are, we're going to lose sometimes. We're going to run into a wall sometimes. And if you tell somebody their entire life, you're talented, you're great. You're the God, you're the goddess. When they hit that wall, they are going to say, oh, the wall must be unfair, or the wall is people not understanding my genius. They'll come up with some any reason to just say, hey, there's a way around this wall. There's a way over this wall, but I have to figure it out for myself. Instead, what you want to tell your children is when you work really hard and you apply yourself, you succeed. When you focus on your health and you go to the gym, your body improves. You focus on your child's attention on what they're doing and how what they're doing is leading to a positive effect, which sounds a lot like gorilla mindset, doesn't it? It is amazing how many of these concepts overlap when you fully integrate all of them. Gorilla mindset is, hey, if you work really hard for a long time, then you're going to get what you want. But if you want a book that's just going to make you feel good about yourself and get you real motivated, don't buy it. Don't read it. There are other people who want to hype you up, but that isn't lasting change. Lasting change is incremental. Ironically enough, I went to a Tony Robbins seminar three years ago, I think, maybe four years ago. And I generally, I think I covered a Tony Robbins seminar. I, I generally don't advise people to go to them for a number of reasons that we can talk about another day. I generally don't advise people to go there. But one thing I picked up was that I defined myself as an introvert, which is true. I am an introvert. Everybody who knows me in real life, everybody who's met me knows I'm an introvert. And yet, and yet, I am now talking on the telephone for almost two hours a day. 
I went from never talking on the telephone, not wanting to talk to talking hours a day, doing periscopes. There have been days I've done three-hour-long periscopes talking. How? Took me four years, <laughs> right? This is the – gorilla mindset is the long road, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Gorilla mindset isn't change your life immediately. That's, the, that's why when people say, well, I don't like the Tony Robbins stuff because they go, massive change requires massive action. Eh, that isn't really life. You can take massive action for a couple of days, but you know what? Life sets in. Life is about habit. Mindset is habit. It's habits over the course of days, months, and years. So suddenly, four years later, I'm not as introverted as I was two years ago or three years ago or four years ago or even one year ago. It takes a lot of work. I realized, though, that I had defined my identity as an introvert, and it is true, by the way. I love it when extroverts say, boy, those of you who call yourself an introvert, you just don't know anything. You just got to go talk to people. Well, Mr. Extrovert, that would be like me saying, you just need to not talk to people for a day. Well, you know, why is extrovert the default thing? Because extroverts outnumber us introverts by three to one, maybe four to one. Maybe five to one, depending on what estimates you read. So it's a glib response when extroverts say, just go talk to people. There is no such thing as introversion. It's actually a fixed physiological state. It's a psychological thing. You can do research in the big five personality traits, ocean, openness, conscientiousness, extroversion slash introversion, agreeableness, and eroticism. These can be plotted and measured in all sorts of ways, and there's all kinds of implications on it. Yes, introversion is real. That said, whether you want to define yourself as an introvert is a choice. Height, for example, is real. I am six feet tall, because everybody lies about their height, I'm actually six one and a half. Because I got to give the old, I got to give the old extra inch and a half, or else, you know, everybody says they're six foot. At least every guy does. So I'm not going to say to somebody, "Oh, you're five five, just go be taller." No, but you don't have to define yourself as short. You don't have to think, "Oh, I'm I'm short. My life is over. Get get out of here." You know, you know how many tall people have miserable lives. Is how you define yourself. So you can have a trait, introversion, extroversion, tall, short, skinny, fat. Man, I've had bad skin before. If you've seen my old pictures from Red Skin Syndrome, I had horrific, horrific skin. You can go find the pictures. How to Survive Hell and My Two-Year Fight with Red Skin Syndrome. Go find those pictures. But when I had this nasty skin flip for years, by the way, and it was terrible. They, um, I didn't define myself by that. I didn't define myself by the skin condition. And what I noticed was that when I talked to people, a lot of times they would even forget that I had it. Because if you don't make it a big deal, other people aren't going to make it a big deal. They're going to focus on what you wanted to focus about. And that's what I chose to do. I didn't choose to define my identity based on how bad my skin was. Another way we've talked about before is never define your identity based on the lowest point of your life, which is another thing you do. Oh man, one time I did this bad thing. Therefore, I am that bad thing that I did. Even if you've done, and, and you know, there's a reason we think that way. It's because the media tries to do it too. Just think about, here's a, here's a topical example. Think about a guy like me. 
I do great, upbeat podcasts, inspirational podcasts, written a guerrilla mindset book, helped all kinds of people across the world. Countless people have told me they were suicidal before they found my writing. Do a documentaries on free speech. I kind of, I pretty much talk to anybody, right? What do they want to do? Mike, one time you tweeted this one thing. And that's how they want to completely define my identity. That's what people do. Very, It's very simplistic. They want to define me based on one thing that maybe I'd even write. Maybe somebody else wrote it for me or had the login or whatever. It doesn't really matter. But the point is that's what they do. And as human beings, that's how we're grown up. If you cheated on a test one time, then you're a cheat. I, not really. Life is a bundle of choices, a bundle of choices. So whether you define yourself by your mistakes, by your lowest point, by your worst trait, that's a choice, right? People, people like to make fun of every day, multiple times a day. They love to make fun of the way I talk. That is a, a pleasure for them. Me and Mike Tyson, we both sound alike. We're both, it's, it's counterintuitive. It's not what you would expect. These big kind of guys, been in a lot of fights, whatever. If I listen to the haters and I go, oh, I'm going to define myself by that, I wouldn't have a big podcast, big audio book, big, peri big periscopes. And, and that's the whole funny thing too is that's why when I tell you don't define yourself based on what other people tell you are bad traits or are your worst traits, man, I live it. Look at how big my profile has grown in everything. Why? Because this identity choice, I choose not to define myself by that. And you can make that same choice about whatever it is you think is holding your back. Your identity is a choice. Your identity is malleable. You can say, okay, maybe I'm not the best at whatever, but I can be really great at these other areas of life. And then you focus on those areas of your life. And then guess what? Your mindset changes, your identity changes, and then you become known for whatever it is you are doing. Isn't that spectacular? That's a choice, and it's a choice you have to make. It's a choice you have to make in the moment, and it's a choice you have to make every day. And there's no switch. You flip where it never goes away. You always have to put the work in, and you always have to work with whatever it is you got and build up other areas of your life. That's really neat. I don't know. This the, the ever ever since I really got into mindset in terms of a practical thing, everything made much more sense versus the you know the all the Tony Robbins stuff and all the other stuff I read. It never really never really clicked because I grew up in very religious churches where people sing and pray and leave all hyped up and I played high school football, you get motivated for the game. Motivation though is definitely overrated. Getting hyped up and hitting that peak state, as Tony Robbins likes it, it's overrated. It is totally overrated. Life is a lot of times you just wake <laughs> you just wake up tired, man. Uh, you don't want to do anything. Your you know your kids are screaming. You didn't sleep well. Maybe you didn't eat healthy. You didn't exercise. Maybe you're stressed about money. That's the real world. The real world is you have to find a way to live your life and not just get by, but to improve and thrive. And that is where mindset comes in. Every set reframing techniques where everything that goes wrong in your life, you view as preparation for something greater. And if you do that long enough, 
you're going to hit it. Life is luck. Life is skill. It is both. Life is like life is more like poker than a slot machine. Slot machine, pure luck. Poker, there's a big element of luck. But if you learn a few skills along the way, then you're going to you're going to get it. There like I tell people, I don't consider me that I quote unquote made it until I was probably 37. So maybe two years ago, maybe two years ago, I would say that I have, quote, made it. But I sure don't act like I've made it. Every day I work like I haven't made it. Believe me, you, I mean, you all see what I do. I stay busy. A lot of times I'm doing things that maybe you don't approve of. Maybe you think is a bad idea. Maybe you think it's bad for the brand. Maybe you disagree with. Maybe you think it's wrong. Maybe you think it's a f- – that's all great. You have every prerogative to believe that and to, to make your own judgments about me and what I do. But the meta of it is that you can't deny that I don't act like I've made it because the minute you act like you've made it is when you lose it all. It, it's happened to so many people. They get a big rise and then they think, all right, I made it. I'm going to coast. And then life has other plans because luck works both ways. You can get good luck, but bad luck is inevitable also. So what's the point of it all? What's the point of this podcast? I don't know. It's probably a little bit rambling to be quite honest. It's almost 1 a.m. here. I've spent probably four hours today talking, but I just thought – if I could communicate what I'm trying to communicate, it'll make sense to you. And what I'm communicating is that your identity, your mindset, these are all labels that somebody else has given you. What you believe and what you do and how you act is always going to be based around the definitions that you hold for yourself, the identities you hold for yourself. Your identity is entirely a choice. I am now a documentary filmmaker. People go, how dare you call yourself a filmmaker? Well, here I am. You know, here I am. Have a a documentary with everybody from Alan Dershowitz to Anthony Cumia to Dave Rubin, Milo Yiannopoulos, Scott Adams, James Altucher, whose books I read. Basically, the people whose books I read a lot of you don't like Alan Dershowitz, which is interesting. It's always interesting because a lot of people are like, Mike, I don't like you. You're too right wing. And then other people are, Mike, how could you have Alan Dershowitz in it? He, he's just a liberal. And by the way, he was falsely accused of all that stuff. He never did any of that stuff that people accused him of. That, that's a total disgrace. It was a false accusation. So it's always funny when people think, again, it's how they define your identity. People who don't like me, they want to define me as... I'm just a right-wing lunatic. And other people who don't want to like me are saying, you have Alan Dershowitz in your movie? Ugh. Gross. Well, I grew up reading Alan Dershowitz's books. I read his books in college and law school. I read James Altucher's book. Um, I read Scott Adams's book. Look, these are all people um, that I admired. <laughs> and now they're in my movie. Think, think about that, man. And that isn't me bragging. That is me trying to just say, look, I didn't know how to make a film. Made it happen. How? Power of mindset. There is no 
There is no other answer. I didn't say, oh, I'm not a filmmaker. I can't make a movie. Everybody, man, if you live in L.A., everybody's going to write a book or make a movie. They're all, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to make a movie. I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to do this. Why don't they ever do it? Because their identity is something else. Well, I'm, uh, I don't know. Blah, 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 right? It's just jibber jabber now. I don't know if you ever watched Charlie Brown as a kid. The wah, wah, wah. That is what most people sound like to me anymore. I'd never made a film. Now I'm a documentary filmmaker, and the people whose books I read are now in my movie, and I just think that's really cool, and I call it my movie again, and you know what? I'm going to apologize for that because we crowdfunded it. I worked on it for free, and I'm not going to make a profit off of it. I'm going to actually lose a little bit of money on it, but it was the hard costs, most of the hard costs were covered by the graciousness of those of you listening. So we made a movie together because <laughs> you believed in me, right? I wasn't a filmmaker. I'd never done a film. So think about that. So somewhere, see, here's the way I put it. Somewhere in your mind, those of you who backed the movie or promoted it or linked to it or whatever you did, whatever contribution you made is great and I'm grateful for, whatever it was, whether you donated a dollar, $10,000, no dollars, and just linked to it. I'm grateful. Somewhere in your own mind, you said, Mike has never done a film, but I believe that he can be a filmmaker because the power of mindset. Well, think about that's your own life. It's your own life. If you believe in me, then why can't you believe in yourself? Because all I do, I'm just a regular dude trying to figure things out and sharing what I learned along the way. Live in the same book that I wrote for you, live in the same principles I wrote for you. So if I'm just, if I've never done a film, and now I have a documentary film out that's really cool and getting great reviews, then what's holding you back, right? What is holding you back? Get these labels out of your head. Don't define yourself. If you are going to define yourself, use a broad definition. Even Scott Abbs, he has a new app out, Win, Win App, I think it's called, Win App. I'm going to link to it at dangerandplay.com. The point is, even Scott Adams, as much success as he is, he said, I define myself as an entrepreneur, and if you define yourself as an entrepreneur rather than a cartoonist, which is what actually put them on the map, then suddenly now you're creating apps, something completely different. You're comp a completely different business trend because that's the identity. So my advice to you is don't have a definition for yourself at all. But if you're going to, define yourself as broadly as possible. Don't define yourself as I'm just a blank. And you'll know that your definition for yourself isn't working if you're using it to justify why you're not going to take action. I'm not going to do that because I'm blank. I'm not going to do that because I'm not the type of person who does that. Well, there you go. That definition is way too narrow. If you want something in life and you feel something holding you back, that's because your definition of yourself is far too limited, far too small. Think bigger, big definitions. Thanks to all of you for all your support over the years. Because without you, I would just have, I sure wouldn't have this, that's for sure. I sure wouldn't have a film out without you. And I sure wouldn't have a big podcast without you. And I wouldn't be a journalist without you. And I wouldn't be an author without you. So do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. Apply these same principles to your own life and get rid of your own life, right? Gorilla mindset is how to control your thoughts and emotions to live life on your terms, however you define them.
Thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to you soon. Mike Cernovich, DangerPlay.com, Gorilla Mindset, and now the documentary filmmaker, Silenced Movie.